Good evening and welcome to tonight's podcast. I'm joined by Emma Spears. How are you, Emma? I'm really good, thanks, Simon. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Um, tell us where you are in the UK. I'm in Corby in Northamptonshire. Fantastic. How's things with you, your end, all good? You, you're busy during lockdown and, and that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it has been really busy, actually. It's been, it's been strange. Um, it's kind of been steady busy, but yeah, with ups and downs and curveballs and plans going out the window having to you know we've had to be a lot more reactive than we normally are normally we're quite proactive and plan ahead and obviously yeah everything's like changing daily weekly at the minute yeah I think it's happening for a lot of people isn't it it's a case of um, just having to react to it and mm-hmm. and jump on it and um, do you want to tell us exactly what what you do as a business and and how you add value to uh, to small businesses Okay, yeah, so I run Ballyhoo PR, which is a PR and copywriting agency in Corby. Um, there's a team of three of us, and um, yeah, we just help small to medium-sized businesses to get themselves in the press, um, and also their own content, you know, how to make sure that they're writing content that's going to attract people, that's of interest and value and all of that stuff. So um, yeah, we just help businesses to shout a bit about what they're doing and share their good news. And how did you get into um, starting your own business in, in PR? Um, yeah, so I started Ballyhoo PR in 2016. So, um, yeah, four years ago, last month, actually. Um, yeah, so prior to that, I was working in PR roles for agencies and also in-house. Um, I was editor of different business magazines. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, I knew from a really young age that I loved English and I wanted to write. Um, my dream job when I was younger is I wanted to write on the soap magazines because I was mad into Neighbours and Home and Away as it was back in the day. Um, yeah, so I just I knew I always wanted to write for magazines. And then I studied English and media at uni. Um, and then my first job was with an advertising agency, just sort of proofreading and yeah, and then eventually I got into the production side of magazines and then editing. And then um, I went to work for a company in Kettering called Sartre, which is the, the shoe testing place. Um, shoe Allied Trade Research Association, I believe it stands for. And um, yeah, they were really good to me, actually. I went in as an assistant editor on one of their magazines. And um, yeah, they put me through courses and training and things to be um, a press officer as well. So I did all of their um, press with two other people as well as a team of three. And um, yeah, I learned quite a lot there and then kind of progressed and ended up doing quite a few dual roles where I was kind of editing magazines, but also doing the PR for it as well. Um, yeah, and then going back to your question, I started the business because I got to a point where I was working for a PR agency And um, they had this quite strange work-life balance policy where they didn't let you access anything from outside the workplace. And um, my two young boys had chicken pox within a couple of weeks of each other. And I'd used up all my holiday, all my time off in lieu, and um, they couldn't go to school or nursery. So I said, oh, can I please just work from home? And they still wouldn't allow it. And I just thought, oh, this is silly. So yeah, I kind of thought of, built up enough contacts. I used to work for the Chamber of Commerce as their PR person and magazine editor. So I thought I've got quite a few local business contacts. I'm just going to see if I can do it on my own and then make it fit around my family. And yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then as I've gone on to employ people, um, 
it's not been a, a policy that they have to be mothers as such but um yeah the two people that work for me katie and catherine they both have kids and you know they both say that how flexible i am is just so important to them um, and yeah and that's because that's been my experience and that's kind of what i set out to create is this culture where people work when they can work and when it fits in you know as long as the job's getting done we're all adults and we can all be trusted and yeah <laughs> And you've just turned four years old, so happy birthday and congratulations oh, on four years. <laughs> I know, I know, it's flown by. Well, it has, and then it also seems like a lifetime ago that I was employed, it's weird. So um, tell us how you've been helping businesses throughout the, the pandemic that we've been going through, because it's, it's not normal times, is it? No, no, it's not. Um, yeah, so in a variety of ways, really. When the um, sort of crisis initially hit, um, there was one particular company that we do some work for and that's um, a network of different GP surgeries so sort of straight away they said right we know we need to be communicating here um, so they asked us to set up a load of um, Facebook pages for all their different surgeries and then we came out with like um, came up with a systemized communications plan of what we were going to post to each page every day and um, yeah we did that for the first sort of two or three weeks so that kept us really busy um, and then there was another client that we, they were celebrating their 10 year anniversary this year. And we'd come up with this campaign, a year long campaign of everything we were going to do. And um, obviously that fell by the way, so we were going to hold events and then you know, there were no venues open and we were going to work with schools and all the schools closed. So yeah, everything we'd come up with, we decided, right, well, we can't do any of this. So we had to go back to the drawing board a bit and come up with a different plan. and then. Yeah, so we've just been helping businesses with the way they communicate with their customers because at the moment, obviously, they can't pop in and see them. They can't have face-to-face -face meetings. Um, depending on what industry they're in, they're looking to them for advice. So like the, the medical company I talked about, um, we work with an accountant company as well, accounting company. So um, he's been advising people on all the financial help that's available and we've been helping him and get that message out that you know people can come to him and ask questions um, there's a retailer as well that we've been working with and we were doing some website content for them quite regularly every month and then um, I kind of noticed that it wasn't really going anywhere it wasn't being shared so um, yeah I spoke to them and said are you still doing your social media and they said that their marketing person had been furloughed so um, yeah, we've kind of changed what we're doing now so that we're helping them with their social media as well um, because there's no point kind of creating all this content and then it's just sitting there and nobody's seeing it. So yeah, it's just kind of obviously these businesses as well are all going through something massive at the minute. You know, they are dealing with furloughing staff, they're dealing with having to change the way they do business, whether they've closed their doors or they're having to, you know, sanitise everything and put two metre markers on the floor and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, to just say to them, we've actually thought about how we're going to communicate with the customers and, and just being a bit bespoke and flexible about it and helping them and what they need. And why would you say businesses need PR during, well, especially during the current situation? Because, I, I mean, when I talk to businesses, they, they, half of them don't actually get what PR is, let alone want to use it. So, so what would you say they should be doing and, and why should they use um, you know, you know, PR in their business? Um, I think, yeah, it's that whole idea of letting people know what you're doing, what you're up to. So um, if you've had to adapt or pivot your business in any way, if your services have changed, this is probably a really crucial time to be using PR because 
people need to know about the changes that you're making to your business and also if you can solve a problem for them and um, that you know those sorts of stories always do well if um you know there's a problem that you can fix that you found a solution to um yeah then people want to know about it so yeah it's just trying to get across to businesses that now is not the time to go quiet if anything you need to be making more noise because people don't know where to find you or find out what you're doing yeah, definitely. I mean, we see it in recessions that we, the first thing that gets cut is the marketing. You're like, why? You know, don't cut your marketing. But people, if anything, you need to up it. But people do. They, they just think, oh, do you know what? It's a luxury item. And would you say that you know, PR is in that similar situation where business owners sort of say, oh, it's just a luxury. We don't need it anymore. Definitely. And when this first hit, like I say, we were kept quite busy with the, the doctor surgery stuff in the initial two or three weeks. But we also had a lot of other clients ringing us up saying, Oh, you know, we're having to make cuts. We're having to look where we can save money. And again, it's just being as understanding as you can be, really, and just yeah, see if there's a way you can make their money stretch a bit further, and you know, change what we were doing for them to see if we can, yeah, sort of not stop everything, not turn that tap off, so that they're still getting out there, but maybe yeah, sort of change how much they're spending and where they're spending it. But yeah, definitely, we saw people saying that. They couldn't afford us anymore or even just anticipating that they weren't going to have any money so they could just stop on it straight away but yeah i'm pleased to say i think all clients bar one have now come back on so yeah that's quite good for us and why do you think some businesses don't use pr do you think it's a they don't think they got a story to tell or is it does they just think it's not something they want to bring into the business i think like you said earlier a lot of people don't understand what pr is or they think it's something that just luxury businesses, you know, um, the big boys can afford and they think it's either really expensive or that people just aren't going to be interested in what they have to say. And that's something I found from working with smaller businesses. I mean, Northamptonshire, I mean, you know this yourself, but Northamptonshire is such a hub of really great businesses, really great business people, product services, all of that. And I think if I can do my little bit to help them become better known, um, then yeah, that, that's kind of what floats my boat and makes me happy. And I think, yeah, some people, when you talk to them about PR, they're like, oh, but is anyone really going to be interested in, you know, my little factory or my product? Or if they're a one-man band, they think, oh, well, I'm too small, I'm not going to get in the papers. And yeah, it's not really a size thing, it's just what you're doing and if it's of interest to people. And yeah, people like reading about other people, don't they? Absolutely. So if there are any businesses that want to sort of start out on a PR journey and really explore PR, what sort of tips would you would you be able to give to, to say, like, you know, consider this as, a, as, as an option for your business? Um, I think if they were just sort of starting out, um, one thing that I always talk about is um, think about what media you want to be seen in um, and be a bit realistic with that as well. Um, so it's no good sort of shooting for the stars on your first try. Um, yeah, have a look at your local business publications. Um, if you're a consumer facing business, if there's any sort of family or leisure titles you can get into, lifestyle magazines, um, contact your lo local radio um, and come up with a bit of a plan as well. I know I've just said about planning's not much good at the moment, but um, yeah, if you know that you've got a uh, a new product coming up so father's day for example you know that's coming up is there any way that you can um get out what you're doing um, awareness days are a good thing as well so 
if there's an awareness day that's particularly relevant to what you do. Um, so we've just had recently the Mental Health Awareness Week. That's quite a big one. Um, you know that there's going to be different news outlets that are going to be running stuff on that throughout the week. So maybe think about that two, three months ahead and start approaching different outlets. So yeah, think about awareness days, think about what you've got going on in your own business. And if you are planning a product launch, come up with, you know, integrate PR into that as well. Um, yeah, so I would just say planning really. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Um, Emma, have you got a website in case anybody wants to get in contact with you at all? Uh, yeah, it's www.ballyhoo, and that's B-A-L-L-Y-H-O-O-PR.co.uk. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us and um, look after yourself and uh, great to see you. Thank you for having me, Simon.